So what we watch anime. So what we play League. We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So what we stay in. It don't bother me. Living young, pale Hello and welcome to the Re Entertainment Podcast, episode 192 for April 7th, 2019. My name is Nathan Reinspruth, and joining me this week we have Connor the Cyberpunk Monk Besh. I, I, I told him to stop talking because every time I would go to start recording this, I hate you. Why are you playing Final Fantasy VII? I'm sorry, are we doing something right now? Yes, yes we are. You were, you were apparent. I may, I might have made him upset because I told him to stop talking because every time I went to go press the record button to do the intro, he started talking over it every oh, I single. I didn't know time. you were pressing buttons, oh, Nathan. Okay. This is why and... our relationship is failing. It's because we don't communicate anymore. <laughs> and uh, we also have Andrew Rowe McFain, Micro Machine. And I start, or I'm, of course, your host, Nathan Reince Ruth. Now, before we get started into our Where Can We Find You and uh, what games you played this week, I have to talk to uh, Roa and the Cyberpunk Monk about a little thing that happened in wrestling yesterday. And uh, Cyberpunk Monk was a little bit confused. So the Hall of Fame was happening last night. I know you don't care about wrestling, but Hall of Fame was uh, on last night, and mm-hmm. there was somebody getting inducted into the Hall of Fame, fame known mm-hmm. as Bret Hart. Bret Hart, whatever. Bret Hart, yeah, Bret that's Hart, who it was. Bret Hart. And Bret Hart, uh, just so you know, he's a 61-year-old man who mm-hmm. had a stroke, and he is dealing with cancer. That's not a wrestle boy. That's a wrestle man. Yeah. And so he ended up getting tackled by some somebody came into the ring during his speech and tackled the 61-year-old man. And I don't know about you, but... There are certain moments in my life when I think about doing things, and then I'm like, no, that'd be a bad idea. And tackling somebody while you're surrounded by a bunch of jacked-up professional wrestlers seems like a bad idea. Oh, wait, so this was unscripted? It was unscripted. Somebody there was actual him. wrestling at the WrestleMania. Yeah, and... And so somebody rushed the ring and rushed this 61-year-old man. And and you see in the in the WWE feed, all all that happened was you see this guy go up and like tackle Bret Hart and then it cuts to black and you don't see anything after that. And then it comes back and you hear the crowd chanting fuck him up. <laughs> uh, and uh the wrestlers did. I'm pretty sure they did. As they were getting or like, you know, there were some uh Travis something, the the guy who's dating Ronda Rousey, he's an MMA fighter, or they're married, whatever. Uh, he ended up tackling the guy who tackled Bret Hart, and then a bunch of other wrestlers pretty much dogpiled onto him and got him out of the ring, and they were carrying him away. And uh, one of the wrestlers, while he was getting carried away, one of the wrestlers punched him in the head, which... Mm-hmm. That's a good place to get punched. Yeah, and I was reading the comments of, of like Deadspin, and they were like, Oh, that guy needs to be arrested. He assaulted. There was no need to do that. And I'm like, nah, he was he was pretty justified. The guy did just tackle a 61-year-old man dying of cancer. So maybe he deserved to get punched in the head. He's lucky that he wasn't ripped in half. Yeah, at that point, there's literally a mob of people. Like, mob mentality is a scary thing, bro. We are... Angry monkeys with blizzard it, brains. It really is, and, and there's and there's a uh, there's kind of an unspoken rule that I'm going to speak. It's if you no wrestling jump, at WrestleMania. 
Well, Sorry, if, if if you jump over the guardrail at a wrestling event, or I presume at like a boxing match or anything, then security has their, like, they can do whatever they want. Like, they stop you from getting further. If you manage to get into the ring, the wrestlers then have the right to do, because they're, at that point, they don't know what you're going to do. So they're in they're thinking that they're in danger of being attacked, and so they attack whoever's coming into the ring. And so they can do whatever they want to keep the situation as calm as possible, which usually involves them kicking somebody in the head. And so when Bret Hart was in the middle of the ring and he got tackled, all of the wrestlers decided, well, we need to stop this situation, and they definitely stopped the situation. Don't run into and tackle somebody at any professional sporting event, because no matter what sport they're playing, they are in better shape than you are. Like, mm-hmm. like especially something like MMA or even professional wrestling or boxing. Like, you're probably not going to be able to take those people. Maybe like ballet of like junior high ballet, something like that. You might be able to take them, but other than that, probably not. So, I don't know, man. Have you ever seen junior high? Fuck. Have you ever seen ballet? junior high ballet? Something. Uh no. I, I don't hello. <laughs> Have you ever seen junior high ballet people fight grown wrestlers? It's a scary sight. Is it? Yeah, I, I regret saying it. It wasn't worth the effort. <laughs> but anyway. Um I well I actually to... wanted to bring up before we got off this subject, there is one okay. thing that could have been done that could have helped make this entire situation a lot better, and that is one of those wrestlers on stage should have known Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. And I don't mean to go full Joe Rogan on you on this podcast, but I mean, let's face it, the, the tackling of the, the Bret Hart, a little bit inevitable. Security should have been there to stop that, but they obviously failed at that front. But if yeah. just one of those wrestlers had known how to get onto like a proper back mount and just get him off the, the tackling of the 61 man and into a position where he could be restrained, there'd be no further assault. There'd be no need for this crowd of people saying, kick his ass or whatever it was they were saying. Fuck him uh, up. Man could have been, yeah, the man could have been restrained and honestly just could have held him there until somebody with the property authority to take care of it. Tell you what would have helped is if one of those uh, one of those wrestlers would have had a gun. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Every wrestler should have an AK-47 Kalashnikov with them at all times just in case this sort of thing happens. Yeah. And and I I mean I I I hear what you're saying, but I think it was more of they I I I'm pretty sure at least one or two of the people like I know that uh Ronda Rousey was there. And she may know jujitsu. She, she might know it. Uh, I honestly, I'm not sure. I don't do. Uh, I don't pay enough attention she, to the competitive side of that sport. She she went to the Olympics for jujitsu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, has, it sounds like she, she knows her it. martial arts skills are mixed. So I mean, yeah. there could be a little in there. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, I think she got a bronze medal at the Olympics in jujitsu. So I think she's pretty good. Um, her boyfriend or her husband, he's also in MMA. I don't know what form of of mixed martial arts he practices but you know we they have some they have some very well trained actual fighters that were there i think it was more that they were just trying to everyone wanted to stop this situation as quick as possible and so they all just kind of rushed the guy which is why you should have had a gun yeah because then you then you're just firing into a crowd of people well it's the situation and speaking of firing into a crowd of people, everyone in the crowd should have a gun. 
That way, when they're excited for their favorite wrestle boy doing their, their signature move, they could all hoot and holler and shoot it in the air at the same time. Yeah, like Yosemite Sam. Like Did you Yosemite say that again, Sam. Nathan? Like Yosemite, Yosemite Sam. Sam, yes. Yes. Uh, if you don't know, Yosemite Sam was a, a, a cowboy from Looney Tunes. You don't know. Anyway. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> so... So let's move on. Let's let's move on from this story. We we're done, and we're gonna ask Connor where we can find you and what games you have played this week. Uh, you can find me at the Twitter at the Cyberpunk underscore Monk. You could find me on the Mixer as Cyberpunk underscore Monk. Not so much lately, but I have been playing a decent amount of StarCraft on there lately. Um, I don't really have a schedule in place yet, just because my work schedule is still a little erratic. However, next time I stream, I plan on beating the Terran campaign. So tune in for that nice uh other than that i've been playing well starcraft and final fantasy 7 well yeah always final fantasy 7 not always final fantasy 7 i'm only on disc one right now man i hope we don't get flagged for copyright because of that music it was less than 10 seconds yeah but um, you know how copyright stuff works it does i do and 10 seconds or less is fair use uh, actually, yeah, I, think it's I mean, how that works. Uh, like it, it's it's not it, my podcast, so I'm not so, going to go to court to fight it. So that is how it works, but That's you do I mean. realize that they will still be like mm, claim, and yeah, and, and I couldn't and do anything screwed. against yeah. And then it also taking... isn't how it works. There is no there's no like time length thing. That's such thought, a myth. Oh, I thought there was. I thought it was like thirty nope. seconds. Or Absolute less. myth. The 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 closest thing that exists is that you use the smallest length of the original media as possible in order to portray your point. I think oh. I portrayed my point just fine. Fuck Nathan. Yeah, he was being a he was being a dick. That was a I rest my case, claim. Your Honor. And so, anyway, we're gonna move on. We're gonna talk about Aroa. Where can we find you, and what games have you played? Well, you can just head over to my conveniently consolidated link of lists at aroa.website oh oh where his voice where my audio device will cut out yeah you need to get a new Uh, one because i don't know mine doesn't do that i just need to get a new motherboard it's that's what it is i i know that's what it is it's it's probably it's probably like here i go i'm gonna i'm gonna put out five volts i can't do it (laughs) anyway um what was I saying? Yeah, roa.website. Roa.website. That's the your number one source for links to my other shit because I'll be damned if I'm going to put anything else that's actually like useful on there. Anyway, video games. Uh, you know, I'm in on the WoW train. Been doing uh... that. But hey, we we also played some Borderlands. We did. We did play some Borderlands, and uh, the online is hot garbage. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I, I guess. I don't know. I was hosting, so I didn't have any problems at all. See, I was straight up not having a good time. Yeah, it was like there was just a... You could notice the lag quite a bit, especially with the, the bullets. You would aim a yeah. shot perfectly, and then it wouldn't fire for like two-tenths of a second. So I was just, playing Mordecai, was sniper, fucking unplayable. Yeah. Everything was just a little bit off, and that was annoying. Um, unless you're Aroa. Yeah, and yeah, then... Unless, unless you're the host, everything's fine. And then everything crashed, so oh, that was yeah, the end of that, that night. Happened. Yeah. So the online isn't very good. I, wasn't Border... I, I want to say Borderlands 2 had better online in general. Well, that's because I... Borderlands 1 
was made with GameSpy. Right, right. GameSpy was their, was their online hosting thing, so it wasn't designed with P2P networking in mind. Ah, I see, I see. And then they moved it to peer-to-peer. They need... Uh, I'm sorry, I like hosted servers a lot better, so... Because mm-hmm. they work a lot They're better. also more expensive. They are. They are more expensive. They cost 72 ten, uh, cents for them to be able to do that. Um, so did you play see, anything what else? we need to do, we just need to, we just need to buy an AWS server or rent one and have it uh just play a fourth character and it'll just stand still and be the host and then the rest of us can all have equally bad times perfect (laughs) perfect i like this idea uh well we we have to host it somewhere where we can make sure that we all have a consistent frame rate so i would like to use the aws server in australia all right yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) sounds good sounds legit yeah. Uh, did you play anything else? So you got Borderlands, you got World of Warcraft. Um, I could nope. have sworn I had something else to say. But, oh, yeah. So the Elder Scrolls mobile game came out. Oh, oh Blades, Blades came out? Blades. Yeah. Don't oh, do shit. It. No, don't, don't, do it. don't do it. Don't do it. I think it's only on iOS right now. What? So uh, I had meant to bring this up back whenever it actually launched like two fucking weeks ago. But it doesn't uh, work. Well, okay. So initially they launched it, but you couldn't play it. Right, uh, right. I heard you, that. Yeah, you'd get up through the intro sequence, which basically just served as a combat tutorial, and then it would say, "Hey, thanks for trying to play Blades. Turn on notifications so we can let you know whenever you can actually play the game because we're limiting access to it right now so that everyone can have a smooth so, experience." So, just so you know, it is it's on Google Play. It is. Uh, well, I'm yeah. on Google Play right now and I do not see it. I see. Well, it says okay. So it says here. Well, it might not be released. Okay, it does say. Fuck you, Nathan. The well, it says the Elder Elder Scrolls Blades, and you can install it. And it says I, I unreleased. Don't think it's actually, right. I don't think it's. I think that's just like a. a I don't know what preload. Do we do yeah. that on phones nowadays? Oh yep, no. Yep, pre, oh, yeah. I I pre-ordered it. So I pre-ordered dumb. it the day oh, it was man. announced. I pre-ordered it on the Apple App Store. Now, can you play it now, Aroa? I can play it now. And is it really bad? It's not really bad. The combat is, it, is awkward. Is it um, bad? It's not good. It definitely, okay. like, if you told me that it was not an Elder Scrolls game, but rather, like, just some game company made a mobile first-person RPG, I'd be like, yep, that's exactly what this is. Yeah, that it, sounds about right. It has nothing to do with Elder Scrolls other than you can play as the Elder Scrolls races and the art style looks very Elder Scrollsy. So right. my biggest fear with it is that it was going to end up being Fruit Ninja, the Elder Scrolls. Is that what uh, it is? Actually, it's not at all like that. <sighs> so the combat, the combat is really awkward, uh, at least at first. Um, I've I've played it for maybe like an hour and a half or so, and uh-huh. it's it's weird because it's you weird, don't huh? you don't swipe to attack. You hold down on the screen, and then a circle appears. And there's an inner circle and an outer circle, and the inner circle widens out to the outer circle, and you have to let go whenever they match up. And if you do it perfectly, you get a damage bonus, and otherwise you just do a regular attack. So it's ah. the Elder Girls Sidus. It, it, yeah, it's, it's almost a weird, like, it, it's not rhythm-based, obviously, but it's there's this weird timing to it, and it kind of creates a, a kind of a flow. But then if you have a shield, I don't know what happens if you don't have a shield. But well, you, if you have a shield, you can hold the shield button and you 
block. You definitely say it feels rhythmic, though, because I will say the one advantage that mobile game maybe has over anything else, and the 3DS's touch screen, the DS's touchscreen certainly had this benefit too. Is rhythm gaming is amazing on it. Something yeah. just using touch, using tactile like that, it it just feels more natural than pressing buttons. Maybe and it's a feedback yeah, there, thing. I don't really know. There's a definite there's a definite rhythm to it where you just kind of get a feel for when you gotta when you can hold it down and then let go and just keep doing that to create a combo, which the game does uh, account for because you get a combo uh, counter if you do it perfectly over and over again. So that's pretty cool. Um, the actual dungeon crawling stuff, it, it works the way that an Elder Scrolls game does. You you do get to walk around. It's kind of interesting because you can play it in both portrait and landscape mode. If you're playing in portrait mode, uh, you can move the camera around with one finger uh, or you can tap on the ground to walk to different locations. Um, but if you turn it to landscape mode it turns into a traditional like the left side of the screen is your moving around analog stick and the right side is the looking around analog stick so ah. it feels a lot more legit elder scrollsy in that way but the biggest problem i have with it so far is that one the dungeons are, are fairly barren which i guess is to be expected because it is a mobile game right, um, right. you're basically wandering around uh an, a mostly empty dungeon and sometimes you'll run into an enemy sometimes you find an item laying on the ground that you pick up and it, it kind of feels like uh if you ever played infinity blade um it feels like you're playing infinity blade but you can actually move around instead of just poking on different locations to go to all right like um now, the combat's nothing like Infinity Blade. Infinity Blade is honestly better, in my opinion. But, uh, yeah, it, it, that's what it feels like. It's just you're looking for the next item to poke, and then you can move forward. Well, do me uh, a favor, because it sounds like you're going sword and board, right? Yeah. Do me a favor and pick up a uh, a bow and arrow and a dagger and uh, maybe, like, some destruction spells. Let me know how that feels. So uh, that's, Update us next week unless you know now. That's what I wanted to get into, though. Heck, go on. The, the magic system is not Elder Scrolls at all. Oh, no. Uh, basically, you have two skill trees. Uh -huh. Well, three skill trees. So you have uh, the magic skill tree and the ability skill tree and the perk skill tree. And that's just how you get... It, like the magic seal tree is how you get your spells so in the beginning uh i got to pick absorb or fireball and that that's just it and it spreads out from there 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 are no like magic schools you don't level up your magic by using your magic you level up your stuff just by leveling up through generic experience points todd uh, and the way doing that, the elder scrolls <laughs> and the way that uh that the abilities tree works is basically they're more weapon based skills that use stamina instead of magic. So like the, the one that I got, the one that I got uh, so far is just a dodge move. Basically you, you, it lets you avoid so much damage for a moment and then you come back and counter attack. So, so it seems like a bad game. It, it almost it, sounds it, like rhythmic dark souls at that point. It's not like, it's not an Elder Scrolls game. It is ostensibly not Elder Scrolls. It just feels like some other dungeon crawler type game that somebody made, and then they slapped an Elder Scrolls skin over it. Only oh. this time around, we don't have the we don't have the 
the easy joke of saying what we did with the uh, with the Diablo mobile game, where it actually is just a Chinese mobile game that they slap the Diablo skin over. Like this is something they definitely put effort into. I just don't know why. And <laughs> um, the most important thing, though, is th- there are obviously microtransactions in this free game, and there are there, there's a currency system. And I, I don't know how deep it goes because I just haven't played the game enough to have it throw all everything at me. But the the biggest thing I've found so far is I found a silver chest. And chests don't just you don't just open them. Whenever you find a chest, it goes in your inventory. Oh, um, and then which, you have to buy is, a key to unlock it. Well, then you you have to hit unlock on it. And there are different tiers of chests. So the lowest tier of chests, the one that you find most often in dungeons, takes five seconds to open. So okay. that's no big deal, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But then it all I got sounds a good chest. so far. I got a silver chest as a quest reward. That took five hours to unlock. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's what I was thinking. Or yeah. I could spend thirty-six gems to unlock it now. No. And how many gems do you game. earn throughout the game? All right, now I have thirty-two. And that's been like that. That's been from like I said, like an hour and a half of gameplay, and at least some of that was probably like early game gem bonus kind of shit, where they they make you think that you're gonna get this stuff handed out to you like candy. Right, right. So, so it's bad. Keep in mind that's still not enough to unlock the fucking chest. Right. Like they they at the very beginning of the game they introduce you to the chest mechanic, and they're like, hey. Here's a chest. Uh-oh, it's going to take five hours to open. Here, have some gems. Why don't you just unlock it now? And I tried to just go back and be like, no, nah, just wait. And it was like, unlock the chest with your gems. Like, it, as a command. Wow. <laughs> the first even... taste is free. We insist. <laughs> Basically, it was really funny. But yeah, uh, so I, I have a I have a very good feeling that that's how that's gonna go. The, there's the whole like city building mechanic that I haven't really gotten too far into. Uh, I can see that being really annoying because you can also buy building materials with gems. Oh, good. Oh, good. So your your choice is either doing a dungeon mission to get those materials or buy them with gems now. So, uh, and that's, I'm supposed to be building the blacksmith shop. So it, it looks like you're going to be upgrading the, the components of your town to unlock better equipment and stuff you like that. You know what would be hilarious is if once you got to the blacksmithing part, and you're like, I built my blacksmithing shop, and then it just turned into that game you played on YouTube. <laughs> Nobody just... knows what I'm talking about, but that was that was good. I liked it. You should go back and and play it some more. Yeah, I, I, they have updated it. I think I said that the last time we brought this up, but yeah, they they have updated it. They they did I did I say they got rid of the physical models for the hammer and yeah yeah because they were yeah they, that... you, you said that they got rid of them because they kept messing up yeah probably because other people were encountering the same bug i was that caused them to fly around the room yes oh man okay i'm i'm gonna end with you unless you have anything else to add no we're we're, we're good don't okay. don't play elder scrolls blades don't do it i nathan reen's ruth i you can find me Everywhere as Reeton. You can find me on Reeton, uh, as Reeton on Twitter and Mixer and YouTube. You can also go to youtube.com forward slash Reeton Entertainment. Um, 
If you look up Reet and Podcast on any of your your listening apps, so iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, etc., 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 you can find moi and Oroa and Connor on this podcast here. Press the follow button or the subscribe button. You'll have all the episodes downloaded into your ear holes. And then you can also find Connor and I on the newly minted and newly updated and getting newly edited uh, Clinton's Core Classics. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So uh, we've gone independent, baby. And uh, we're hoping that it screws other people over. Now, it, it's it's been kind of a rough transition, mainly because we've had to download all of the the previous episodes. And st- so get this, Aroa. Um, the, the group we were with before had a bunch of different shows they were doing. So they were doing Clinton's Core Classics, and then they were doing other shows that I'm not going to promote on here. And they were all under one RSS feed, which is that's, um... stupid. It's stupid. Yeah. <clears throat> that's that's really dumb. And so I was just like, okay, here's the problem. If because because we were leaving, we're like, we're there's too much drama. We're just gonna get out of here, and we're gonna just go, and we'll we'll handle it all. So the person who is editing is out, and we have our new editor. And I will argue our better editor because he's able to focus 100% of his editing time on this one show, and that's uh, Connor. Hey, that's so, me. Yeah, that's you. So he's the he's the new editor. And but but when when I was like, okay, why do we only have one RSS feed for all of these shows? Because if any of these people leave and want to go start their own show or continue on, then they're gonna have bad time. And it's better to just have multiple RSS feeds. In general, because then you can say, okay, you want to subscribe to Rayton Entertainment, okay? You don't want to listen to Clinton's Core Classic or vice versa. You want to listen to Clinton's Core Classics but not Rayton Entertainment. You can go and go to that RSS feed or, or go to that particular thing and subscribe to that one show instead of getting Rayton's pot, the Rayton Entertainment podcast and Clinton's Core Classics and if we ever add any other shows like the Aroa Butthole Hour. Like, we, you want them to be in different RSS feeds so that people don't get bombarded with stuff. It's stupid. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I, I also... Spoiling the name of my new show. I, I just want <laughs> to add, when, when you do eventually do the Aroa Butthole Hour, I want to be the first guest. I don't <laughs> think I have much to bring to the table, but I do want to be there. <laughs> so, so, what I'm saying is, if, if any of you are uh, aspiring podcast creators, please do us a favor... And just uh, just start up multiple RSS feeds, and I understand why he why the person who is doing it did did it that way because it's cheaper. It's cheaper to have one RSS feed and and go that route instead of having multiple RSS feeds. But it's just easier in the long run because had Clinton's Core Classics have had their own separate RSS feed, we could have just popped in the RSS feed, pressed the button, and it would have transferred all of the new all of the shows and all of the listener data and all of that stuff over to the Rate and Entertainment branding rather than having to go and download every single fucking Oops. episode. It was annoying. I'm not muted. Anyway, you're not <laughs> muted. That's true. And well honestly, Nathan should probably just cut this part out anyways, because it's like fifteen minutes of whining now. Uh, no, it was only five minutes of whining. Thank you very much. And I will whine all I want. It's my podcast. Whatever, um, you pay for it. I do. I pay $18 a month for this. So, moving on, we're 
I, Nathan Reese Ruth, played through some Borderlands with my friends, and it was a uh, kind of a shit show except for Oroa. And then I'm so sorry about stealing your guns. You were that was rude. That was really. I rude. didn't think I could do it. And next time we play, <laughs> I'll drop them for you. I promise. I don't. I don't really care. So uh, I also played through Final Fantasy 15, and Great. I uh, I beat that game, and it is. It's not yeah. great, but right. it's not as bad as a lot of people would would have you. So it's it's, it's pretty bad. It's you know, what, I I will say it's a all right fantasy game. I personally kind of hate the mechanic of flying around for combat. It's really disorienting I, and unfocused. I don't like it either. I don't like the combat system very much, but it was it wasn't as bad as a lot of people made it out to be. Although there was one scene that was really really bad, and Is that's. It the... So so you go out uh, of one of the towns, and uh, the guy who looks like Roman Reigns comes up to you, and he's like, hey, man, we should go over here. And you're like, okay. And so you go over to the area, and he's like, I have a quest for you, and this quest is to make different types of top ramen. Uh, I'm sorry. Make different types of cup noodle. And he goes on and on about how cup noodle's great, and they use only the best ingredients. I'm just like, what? What? Why? Why is this product placement here? And then there's also, a, I think there's a DLC you can get that gives you a cup noodle hat. <laughs> like, they went full in with, they went all in with cup noodle. And, like, you'd be driving around in your car, which that's another thing I didn't like. But you'd be driving around in your car, and you'd see billboards for cup noodle. And you're just like, really? Really, really you're doing this game? They so, had to get whoa. the game funded somehow. I guess. Yeah, they had to pay for it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I beat the game. It's all right. The ending's a little weird, but it's obvious like, oh, we want DLC stuff. Yay. Let's move on to talk about some stories. I know one story Aroa's going to be interested in is Cloudflare Warp. Maybe maybe you're interested in this. I mean, I I found out about it, and I immediately downloaded the uh, 1.1.1.1 app. Me too. I did as well. And hopefully it comes out on uh, on PC as well because it's right now it's just for your phone. But yeah. I would like I would like it to be on the PC as well. And what this is, Cloudflare is a service that um, you can use on your website. Actually, we use it here at Read Entertainment. It kind of protects your website. And uh, they they've since then a couple years ago they they added one dot one dot one dot one, which is their own DNS service. So instead of using your company provided DNS service which is donate domain wait did i just did i just make a redundant it's domain name service service yep. so yeah i just made a redundant i'm sorry it's like you USB can take that bus. statement all the way to the bank and use the atm machine <laughs> so anyway um you messed up on yeah i, I could take it to the bake anyway. yeah i uh i wish i didn't say that one either been a, been a fun day for that sort of thing <laughs> so uh, they added 1.1.1.1, which is their DNS service. Yes, I said it again. Um, but and and that's great because you don't have to go through your your company provided one because your company provided one usually sucks. You can also use Google, which is like 8.8.8.8 or 8.8.4.4. And then there's what Open DNS is another one. Yeah, don't use them. Don't use them. Apparently, they're they track all your data. Probably right. Yeah, they're most of them probably track all your like I've yeah. always just used Google's and I sort of assume all of my data is being tracked anyways. Exactly. So uh, 1.1.1.1 is great and it's actually really fast. It's uh, faster than Google or Open Open DNS. And and that's mainly now, because Cloudflare 
owns like 80 percent of the internet they mm-hmm. do they, but they it's mobile really, only really for do. the time being right yeah, so well, you, can, you can set your DNS on your PC to 1.1.1.1 and it'll work. Oh, yeah. well, excuse yeah. me, gentlemen. Yeah, you can set that up. And then what's the, the secondary one? So there's that's the primary. What's the secondary one? It's 1.1.1.1 and then 1. something, 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 something. I don't Do you know. know. I don't know either. Nope. I've, I've set it up at some point, but I don't remember what it is. Anyway, now they're coming out with their own VPN service. Um, or as as I would like to say, the VPN network. And that's a smart joke. So they're coming out with their own VPN, and that's going to be, as Connor was saying, was that's only going to be on phones at first, and you can get it by going to the 1.1.1.1 app and, in, and registering for the beta. And it's going to be great, hopefully, and it's free. And the, it's freemium, so you get, you'll be getting the VPN for free, but then also they're going to have like a a premium version that offers you a couple more benefits and that will be a paid subscription. I'm going to imagine it's going to be cheap like $5 a month or something. But they said that it would be priced based on your region. Oh, that's And not I do good. have one question. What's that? Is this a US based company? I don't know. Is it Aroa? Do you know? Cuz I, I want to use a VPN of a company based out of the United States. Can you? I, I so I would I would not usually, but I actually really trust Cloudflare for some reason because it's they, not about trust; it's about what the government can do. That's true. The government can like, do can the, request the P all their data and VPN. You know the the private virtual private network network that yeah. um, that doesn't mean diddly if it's data that's within the United States. They can they can just be like it's on a soil. We take claim to it. Aro, will then, you do me a favor? Just, will you do me a favor yeah, real pro- quick? I'm trying to find out. You're trying. He's trying to find out if they're located in the United States of America. So, yeah. uh, but also their uh, their secondary DNS is one dot zero dot zero dot one. Thank you. Okay. Also, can be found at twenty six oh six forty seven hundred forty seven hundred one 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 one. That's easy. Or twenty six oh six forty seven hundred forty seven hundred one oh one. Uh-huh. Moreover, right. you can access it as a Tor hidden service at DNS for Tor. I'm sorry, how do you spell onion? <laughs> so sorry, I got everything else. Onion though. Um, <laughs> so so here's here. It says here in their article. Uh, what's the catch? And this is of course linked down below. It says one. We don't write user identifiable log data to disk. Mm-hmm. We will never sell your browsing data or use it in any way to target target you with advertising data. Don't have to sell it. It just has to get what, what's the word sanctioned? Sank? Yeah. Whatever. Um. Don't need to provide any personal information, not your name, phone, or email address, in order to use the one dot one dot one dot one app. Uh. Or, no, but they can get that warp. from the phone. So they can, right. they can, and uh, we will regularly hire outside auditors to ensure we're living up to these promises. So, um, I mean, they're not. Uh, I like that they're not writing the user identify identifiable log data to disk. That's really nice. Um, it's a start. Those are niceties. Those are niceties. Those are. I mean, realistically, if you use any other VPN service, they're going to be like, yeah, we will sell all of your data. That's that's our no. business model. Every, every well, the free ones maybe, yeah. but yeah. the any any VPN that you use pretty much like look at ExpressVPN in particular just loves fucking pushing their shit and selling advertising space all over the goddamn place. They do NordVPN uh, too. NordVPN as well. 
however, with ExpressVPN in particular, uh, they are a U.S.-based company. And so if you if you uh, participate in the idea of the, what is it, Five Eyes? Is that it? Uh, yeah, 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 the Three Eyes. Um, then uh, any any company hosting some kind of security whatever out of any of those however many countries i know it goes up to like nine eyes depending on how paranoid you are um then you can't trust it because they could just be lying right and that's that's kind of the other part of it though is that any company could just be lying that's true lying yeah and and there's nothing you can really do about it because what are you going to do against a giant corporation nothing kind of like the the kimba uh, simba thing uh cloudflare um, tell me if you think this sounds like it's an American company. It was founded by Matthew Prince and Lee Holloway. Uh, yes, it sounds kind of American. Like uh, Cloudflare's first office was based in Palo Alto. Yeah, it sounds. Yeah, it sounds about right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, American if company. If I'm not mistaken. Palo Alto is California. Yeah. 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 So Unless anyway, there's another Palo Alto, which is you know optionable also i'll probably still use warp on my phone i i'm i'm using it because uh privatizing dns is is good um it is i mainly just don't i don't want any anybody to uh be able to see my dns stuff if it's cloudflare whatever i just don't need like if i'm connected to my company's wi-fi don't need them seeing what i'm doing that's what i do at my work um let's move on and we're going to talk about a, a game we've almost talked about. We've talked about the first one, um, Borderlands Three instead of Borderlands One. Borderlands Three is coming out in September, everyone, for all of your favorite single download service on your PC. So hey, on uh, September, they really oh, fucked up, didn't they? Well, I don't know. I I, I do I'm know. Kind of, I'm kind of apathetic about it at this point. Like, so in September thirteenth. 2019 Borderlands 3 will be releasing on the Epic Game Store and they're going to have a 6 month exclusivity deal. And I I I don't care at this point. So many games are being released on the Epic Game Store that it doesn't really bother me that much. Mainly well, that's what because they want you to feel. Right. Right, and I understand that. But I mean, yeah, I get why people are upset, but it's not like you can't play it on PC. You just have to download the Epic Game Store. It's not like the exclusivity deals between like Sony and Tomb Raider or or I'm sorry, Xbox One and Tomb Raider where you couldn't even play it if you didn't own an Xbox One. You can still play, you just have to download a different store. So that's so. that's the annoying part to me though, is that I have to have all these different launchers and it's like running. It's, I, I understand. I it, understand. Yeah, at, at almost all times. Because if I don't have it running, then whenever there's inevitably a game update, it's not going to be downloaded in the background. And so I'm right. going to open the fucking Epic Launcher or whatever, and it's going to be like, oh, your game has a 10 gig update. Uh, you, you can play it in an hour. Like, yeah. that's stupid. That just means you need to upgrade your internet. And it also, also you have things like how they were, you know, looking at our fucking uh, Steam friends data without That's our true. permission. That or was knowledge. cool. Yeah. They did come out and apologize about that. We talked about that a couple episodes back, it, but. There is a, so much better annoying. when they say they're sorry. Yes. And there, there is a, uh, there is a concept in IT security known as your attack surface, 
and all adding yet another launcher to your computer does is increase your attack surface surface it's yet another application running on your machine that could have some severe vulnerability that would allow somebody else to compromise your machine because the epic launcher is probably running it's the the app itself is not running as a service but it probably hooks into a service that allows it to run as an administrator without you noticing yeah probably it installs games and everything transparently steam does the same thing yeah hijack that service you're you're in yeah yeah so i i understand that but I don't know. Like I, I, on the other hand, I understand that Gearbox wants to make money, and Epic Game Store was probably like, "Hey, you bring it I, over here, and yeah. uh, we'll I do pay think you money." It's stupid and entitled of people to complain on the the sheer fact that, uh, but the Epic Store is dumb. Like, yeah, or it's just not Steam. Yeah, like, like for it, one, don't don't fucking don't fucking side with a company. Don't, no, that? no, you fucking pathetic whelp. And I like Steam. Uh, I like Steam as a service. But to be fair, if I were a company, if if I owned a company and we were making the written video game, and Epic Game Store was like, we will give you five whole dollars, which is more money than your game is going to make. We'll give you five whole dollars to bring your game over to Epic Game Store. I would be like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Because exactly. not only that. But it's exclusive, and it's probably not going to hurt their sales that much because, like back in the day when I think it was Modern Warfare Two released, there was a a group called Boycott Modern Warfare Two, and in the in the group, most of the people who had boycotted who were boycotting Modern Warfare Two had bought the game. So the people that well, a lot are, of people are are pirating. Uh, yeah. games that come out uh yeah. like with that that happened with uh metro or whatever right they were pirating it as a form of protest as if they fucking care because yeah. uh, another part of it and it's been discussed before the amount of money they lose if, if from whoever is actually boycotting the game is made up for by people who buy the game and then they just get a bigger cut of the sale of the game right exactly because they're getting 20 what is it 18% more from yeah. the Epic Game Store. Yeah, so it, it makes sense to go with the Epic Game Store. Like, And so- especially in the case of Borderlands 3, it's going to be an Unreal Engine 4 game yeah. because and, the other and, games all ran in Unreal. And, and we talked about that before too. And yeah, they don't have to pay the, Epic, the... The Epic Store pays for the, the licensing fee. Yeah, they don't have to pay the licensing fee. They, they don't pay for the licensing fee. They just don't pay the licensing fee because, you know, Epic owns oh, right. Unreal. So they just don't make them pay the licensing fee for any copies sold on the Epic Game Store. It makes a lot of financial sense to use the Epic Game Store, especially if you are using the Unreal 4 engine or, God forbid, the Unreal 3 engine. And you do have to consider how significant it is that the Epic Store is individually vetting every game that ends up on their on their platform. Yeah, it's way better than Steam. It does make it easier point. to discover new, decent games. Yes. Does it mean that there are a lot of good indie games that maybe don't have the clout to end up on the Epic Store don't end up there? Yeah. Possibly. But but if they're if they're vetting these games and there are very popular indie games, they're probably going to make it on but the Epic But how do they get store. popular if they don't launch on a, pl- on a platform first? That's true. That that makes sense. Um, uh, word of mouth. The best... The best advertising, word of mouth. That's and how that's how Microsoft got its start, right? Right. Yeah. So the the other 
something that I, I just thought of is I wonder I wonder if Unity launches their own games marketplace. Oh, don't do it, Unity. Don't do because it. Because they were doing they they were pulling some shit like with uh that that pissed off a lot of people that were using that networking engine thing or whatever. The uh it was something where basically you ran like instances of Unity in the cloud. Oof. which allowed them to make like MMO type games. I think we may have talked uh, about it before, but we th- we did. It's... I can't remember what the yeah. name of it was, but they they were making some people pretty salty with some of their licensing uh yeah. changes. And I wonder if any of that is in preparation for launching the the Unity game store. Please don't. You know. Just please don't. Just it's... And then they'll be like, "Hey, if you launch on the Unity game store, we'll pay for your Unity licensing." Yeah, don't nobody, especially really if they focus stupid, it on at least they do it. Yeah, um, I, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I am looking forward to uh, Star Citizen in 2024 being the uh, exclusive property of the Unity Store, though. That will be that'll be nice. <laughs> Unity Store. Um. Anyway, let's. What if it What if it launches on the Twitch Game Store? Oh God, no. You know, it's that already la- no. kind of exists to a degree. It does. It's going to launch on Discord. That's what's going to happen. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Remember that game we played that wasn't very good? Yeah, was... they keep advertising it, so I guess it still exists. I wonder if it's good I might, yet. Uh, probably not. It's probably better than it was. Uh, but let's move on. We're going to talk about uh, the our favorite, most exciting subject uh, DRAM pricing. So. <sighs> so good good news so we actually spoke about this before which it's funny how this happened uh a while ago we reported on uh dram pricing being fixed and so the companies were working together to keep ram prices as high as possible and after that story broke out i don't know what happened and i mean correlation doesn't equal causation but after that happened, they started lowering the price of RAM. It's weird. Oh, what a weird thing. I know. So uh, RAM prices are actually the lowest levels in years. Um, it says here, do-do-do-do-do, uh, and this is from TechSpot, and it says, prices of DRAM memory have reached its lowest levels we've seen in years. An 8 gig gigabit, 8-gigabyte stick um, of GEIL Evo Spear DDR4. I've never heard of Geel? Geel Evo Spear. Anyway, um, eight gigs for forty bucks. Uh, sixteen gigs for of DDR3 three thousand can be had for about eighty bucks, which is way better than it used to be. Because it used to be like a hundred and fifty dollars for like sixteen gigs of RAM. So it was pretty outrageous. And so, uh, not a huge story here, but but PC prices are falling. Um. RAM prices are falling, and so are graphics card prices because Bit Bitcoin mining is dead, so we don't have to worry about all of those prices and stuff anymore. Uh, so if if you're in the mood to build a computer and send it to my house, you can do that. Aroa, send me a computer. Maybe buy yeah, a new I'll, motherboard. I'll Maybe buy a new motherboard. Yeah, can we lower motherboard prices? Actually, you know good. what you could do. They they have new motherboards that they're sending out of China that probably work with your uh probably work with your processor probably i i think they do and then there's also there was a motherboard i saw in linus tech tips 
that can support like three different versions of Intel processors. At the same time? Uh, yeah, well, not like you can't put the three processors on top of each other, but you can swap them in and out. Um, so huh. this is, I, I was kind of just joking when I brought that up, but that kind of reminds me of something that I think is true. Aren't there motherboards that run dual processors at the same time, like in yes. the, like, yeah, with server, each other? They're typically server motherboard. No, I'm, I, I mean, I know servers work out that. I'm talking about like for general user CPU, though. Yes. Yeah, yes, yeah, there those are. Those do exist. Yeah. Other than happening happening that's not a word other than um dividing the workload between the two is there any significant benefit to that no yeah not really i mean it just it does exactly what you think it would do it just increases overall performance because it divides the workload between the two processes yeah yeah and and usually it's done with servers uh but you can get them in the consumer form factor they're those motherboards are pretty high priced and usually you're gonna want a xeon for those too but that just... Right, if you're if you're getting the slots, you probably. Get I think them. they're usually only compatible with Xeons. Usually, yeah. Um, so, but can it run Crisis now. One? No, usually not because they're. Uh, uh, yeah, that's, Xeons that's... actually don't have don't have uh, graphics. No, yeah, you have to put a, a graphics card in there. Xeons usually don't have a, a graphics core in them, so I think some of them might. But uh, if I if I were to build a like a multi-core processor like you know 16 or 32 cores with 32 or 64 uh threads i'd probably go thread ripper at this point just because the the barrier of entry is so low and uh they're they're pretty well they're they're pretty well designed so anyway let's move on and we're going to talk about virtual reality something i've been interested in since like i was a kid and they started having virtual reality anybody here remember the uh virtual boy Anybody? Yeah. Uh, anybody? Brother had one. Uh, did he? I I kind of want one, even though I know it's terrible. I I honestly love Virtual Boy. Um, <laughs> the Wario game is awesome. Mario Tennis is awesome. We had, I think it was a Star Fox game that was particularly awful. I'm sure you already know this, but they have an emulator that you can I was play about with to your. Say the same you can play thing. with your Vive. With the Vive. I did oh. not know it was Vive compatible. I did not know oh. that. I'm I'm pretty oh, sure it's Vive shit. compatible. Yeah. Oh, that's a game changer. <laughs> and so I'm going now, blind now, tonight. Now the cyberpunk monk is like, screw it. I'm not streaming Starcraft anymore. I'm streaming Virtual Boy. Um, you're going to play some Waterworld. So anyway, uh, you brought this story up, Aroa. So why don't you talk about it? Okay, I will. So basically, Valve kind of uh, made a little goofy goof and they published the uh the order pages on steam for the valve index and the knuckles controllers along with the valve index uh lighthouse thingy space station um they, they published all this stuff and it wasn't really finished um yeah they, they, it wasn't intended to be public mind you uh right but right literally everything that goes through steam goes through uh a site i think it's i think it's steam db Maybe mm-hmm. right, right, right. Yeah. So every everything that they do is is seen and and looked over with a fine tooth comb. Uh, so they they didn't have any chance of hiding this. So yeah, basically the rumors of a Valve VR headset have been confirmed one hundred percent true. Uh, we don't have much of any information on it other than it's basically going to look like a 
another version of the Vive. It's going to have the little headphone thingies like how the Oculus does. And I, think I actually, Vive, I yeah, like those Pro better. Does. I, I want to say I like those better than the uh, freaking earbuds that you get with the Vive. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of here and there. Uh, it really just depends on how the microphone works. I've, I've, I remember that the Vive, the Vive Pro, the Vive Pro is supposed to have a lot better microphone than the original Vive, which uh, just, if, if you ever watch anybody stream a Vive game and they don't have a separate mic, the entire stream is full of <laughs> because uh, the mic is right underneath of your nose. Oh, that's and, a good that's yeah. a good placement. I don't know I yeah. don't know why nobody does that really. I think we should probably just finish the podcast <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a, it's a good idea. Um, yeah, it's, I don't I, know why I, I purred. I don't know why I purred in the microphone. <laughs> I... It's okay. You're just uh, we know you're a furry. It's okay. Um, but it did give us some interesting insight into what the the Valve Index is going to be. Uh, it's got dual cameras. Yep. Um, it's got some kind of slider at the bottom. I'm assuming that will be to control how far away the lenses are from your face. Yeah, I would imagine, uh, yeah. It's got a button on the bottom, just like uh, with the the Vive. Like, they, they, they very obviously pretty much just took the Vive and made it into its own thing. One, uh, one, thing, I'm, thing. one thing I'm happy about with at least my Vive is that they did design it well enough because they knew that people with glasses would be wearing it. Yeah. And so it's not super uncomfortable. Um, and I need my I glasses. I can't wear it I with actually, my glasses. Yeah, I, I was going to yeah. say speak for yourself. I cannot wear my, my glasses on. Oh, okay. I can. My glasses are really small, though. You have uh, a I, tiny baby head. Yeah. So... And you, yes, you're six foot tall and you have a giant Neanderthal forehead. I get it. So, uh, we had well, the, the no, most, uh, what, wait, are you, are you still talking about your, vi I'm your vibe? I'm thing? still talking about my glasses real quick. Okay, uh, okay. I, I need to wear my, like, I couldn't take off my glasses and play VR because, um, I went to blind. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you that I went to the, uh, the eye doctor. <clears throat> and I had my my eyes checked, and they're like, "Okay, read the the smallest line you can see with your glasses on without squinting." And I was like, "Okay," and I it was like at the twenty twenty level with my glasses on. And then they're like, "Okay, now take your glasses off and read the smallest line you can read without squinting." And my reply was E. <laughs> I, and I'm one hundred percent serious. Like after that, it just got blurry. That's how blind I am. So uh, go on, which whatever you were gonna say. Oh, um, well. So the, the most significant and interesting thing that has been revealed, though, is there's some kind of expansion slot looking thing on the front. Uh, um, it's underneath see. of a plastic cover. Okay. Nobody's okay, really it. sure what's going to go in there. Uh, a lot of people have said that it's possibly going to be it's your uh, phone. the... It's your phone. You put your phone hmm. in there. No, you don't put your phone in there. Well, I don't know. It from the pictures that I've seen, it's not going to be big enough to fit the phone in, but that would be really interesting. Um, yeah. But uh, there's a USB 3.0 port on the side. Uh, mm -hmm. It's probably going to have room for just random add-on modules that Valve will release. But one of one of the ones that I've that I've seen that's most interesting is. Uh, I can't remember the company. It's the Leap. I can't remember what comes before that. It's something Leap. Magic Leap. Um, a, a, a spring. Might be the magic. I, I don't know. No, but Magic it's, Leap it's is Magic Leap is the thing for kids. 
<laughs> no, I mean, I don't know. It's it's something like that, though. I, I'm telling you, it's it's something really goofy sounding. Yeah. Um, motion controller. Hold on, I'm gonna look it up. Uh, leap leap motion. Oh, you know, I have heard of that. Okay, okay. They have. They have I could have sworn that they had a different name for it, though. In any case, uh, basically, yeah, you can you can put this motion controller thing into the slot on the front, presumably, and it will. Uh, oh, it's right. Yeah, somebody commented leap motion. It'll track your hands. More oh, that's cool. Uh, but I I hesitate to think that that's true, mainly because I don't think the leap motion is capable of tracking that far away. Yeah. Uh, I think it's fairly short range, but I could be mistaken. Uh, I already have a connect, so uh, I don't need anything else to track me. Well, and yes, uh, I have. I have a connect. I'm sad. Those are bad. <laughs> they're, they're bad. Anyway, um, but yeah, this, I, I'm this excited about that idea. I don't know if that's actually going to be what it is. Maybe that will be how because uh, the knuckles controller uh, or controllers, which uh, also were were confirmed the release date of uh, as part of all this this leakage. Um, huh, the knuckles controllers will offer some kind of finger tracking but i believe it's completely based on whether or not your hand or your fingers are touching the center pole thingy um which you just have to look at the knuckles controller to understand what the fuck i'm talking about yeah but yeah i think they just have like touch feedback whenever it comes to that so maybe the leap thing will work in tandem with the knuckles controllers but i don't think that that's going to be the real solution just because the the range of vision of the leap is not going to be good enough to create convincing experiences in that way probably because if you move your hands off to the sides or whatever it's going to lose sight of your hands and it's going to break immersion okay we're going to move on to another story soon but i do want to say um i do want to talk about this this minimum requirements and stuff for this so it says it ships june 15th but that's of course speculation that's what it said on the page but that, the page that, that of course... was confirmed oh is it okay it's confirmed to ship june 15th they, they also... will they will be launching um they, they will be uh launching uh pre-orders on may 1st and you okay. bet your fucking ass that i'm getting in on that shit what how much is it gonna be no one knows yet okay. uh i'm not gonna lie i'm assuming it's probably gonna be close to like 800 dollars probably uh it display it has uh, it says displays optics audio ergo uh experience the infinite virtual worlds of valve index i don't know lorem ipsum dolor sit emit consectatur adepissing elite lit in orsi nec magna pulvinar sagittis uh did everyone just cast a spell i think so um that's that's his trigger word it's uh it's not butt touch that's a funny joke if you re- listen to both of the podcasts in like six months when we catch up. Um, yeah, we're, we're like three <laughs> levels behind. We'll need more time. I forget. I, for, I always forget that we're like months behind. Um, mention the pass-through camera feature. So obviously, just like with the Vive, although I'm hoping it's better, uh, you can look. It's so weird. You can look through the camera and see your background and stuff while in VR. So it's it's weird. I I think I actually sort of love that effect. Yeah, it's it's a great fucking idea because uh, like the the uh, mixed reality headsets, they do like a portal effect with it. And I think it's so good. Like it works so well to maintain immersion. Can you tell I love VR a lot? He does. I love VR a lot. (laughs) 
And I'm waiting for AR to hit the moment where we could have interfaces very much like Dead Space, because that's that's the way to do it. Do you guys uh, know what I'm talking about? How their interfaces sort of just meshed with the environment? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I like that I, idea. I, I think I think there are different places for both things, but yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, and the last thing I want to mention is the requirement for the graphics card. It says that there's a minimum of a 970 NVIDIA 970, um, and then there's the GeForce GTX. 1070 is the recommended, so mm-hmm. I have the recommended specs. Yeah, me too. Uh, quick question. I, Does anybody know how much a 970 costs right now? Because my initial thought was that's a little high for entry point, but maybe a 970 actually isn't that high for entry know, point it's, anymore. It might be like 150. That um, sounds, that's super good. The problem with the 970, you should check this up a row while I mention it. The problem with the 970 is that while it's advertised as having four gigs of RAM, it actually only has 3.5 gigs of RAM and then another 512 gigs of RAM that's at a slower speed. And so you end up running into problems with it. So Why would they do that? I don't know, but uh, did you find a price, Aroa? So, um... Alex Jones, Roa? There's there's a bit of a problem um, on Newegg at least. A lot of these are very expensive. Oh uh, no no go to eBay like, go to eBay don't go to Newegg. Okay go to, go to eBay.com. There is a refurbished one for one fifty. eBay.com GTX nine seventy. Let's look this up. I, we don't have much time. Yeah one fifty one twenty five. Buy it now. A uh, hundred or best offer. Yeah, you're looking. Uh, you're looking in the hundred to hundred fifty range, depending. Yeah, I'm um, seeing some that are fifty, but I would be dubious of that. Uh, those uh, look although, like bids. Those look like bids to me, like sixty-seven, but with four bids. Yeah, yeah, that's not that's not bad. That's not bad. So shout out to DuckDuckGo for letting me just do exclamation point eBay to search eBay. Nice, right? Uh, yeah, uh, honestly, like I personally wouldn't buy a nine seventy, but if somebody was like, I want to build my first gaming PC, I'd probably recommend that to them. It's yeah, a good entry bad. point. Yeah. Uh, let's move on really quick. We're going to talk about Anthem. Apparently, Anthem was made uh, crappy. It wasn't a very good there, game. Th- there is so, so much to talk about here that it's prohibitively so. Basically, uh, for, for for once, uh, go to Kotaku and read Bioware, the, the, how Bioware's Anthem went wrong by Jason Schreier. He's a legit good writer and great journalist there's there's so much went wrong with anthem's development and there's this this underlying theme of basically bioware has been a shit show for like the last 10 years or so well yes you can tell by the quality of the games they put out which is (laughs) Uh, sad because they have some of my favorite games and what was 10 years ago bioshock 2 that's sort of i'd say that's sort of when they started going down uh or it was not made by bioware i'm sorry that's not bioware um I think he's talking. Well, he's evening. thinking about Dragon Age two. Yes, I'm thinking of Dragon Age two. Motherfucker, yeah. not Bioware. Or Bioshock. Um, ah, I can't get any of these right today. <laughs> so, the, but anyway, the, the... Uh, it was made in like half a year, right? Like it was in development so, for seven years, and then they just like yeah. yeah, it was it was in pre-production for six to seven years, and then the entire game was made in about eighteen months. Yeah. Yeah, it makes um, about the, the that... E3 demo that they showed off at E3 like 2017, was it? Yeah. It was a complete fabrication. None of it was real. Nice. It, was, it may have it may have been running in engine, but all of it was just pre-done like bullshit. It was not the game because the game was not even made. It wasn't even close to being started. That is 
amazing. I love I love how they they screw people over. Uh, read through this article. I'm sorry, we may talk about it more next week. Uh, we're just running a little bit low on time right now, so. There, there are also um, plenty of other people, uh, including Angry Joe, uh, who have done sum-ups on all the bullshit that happened. Yeah. Uh, but uh, also, ups. Frostbite Engine is just as bad as everyone thought that it was. I like <laughs> trying, um, and I believe that's made with Frostbite. So let's move on, and we'll talk about the last story, which is something Connor brought up, is that uh, Fallout 76, again, was a shit show. And it didn't. it's not a very good game. It's not very good it's uh it's not really worth the money and about two weeks after it was released it was marked down to thirty dollars and so anybody who who bought the game early was stupid and cried in their bed at night and uh that was me i did that you were gonna do that anyways i know it wasn't because of that i was just sad and i just cried in bed um it's because connor tells me he doesn't love me so uh yeah you go on with this because you brought it up the the dlc stuff cosmetic sure so um, I don't personally play Fallout 76 because, you know, I have good taste in video games and I know when I'm not being suckered. But the, the big shtick is that Bethesda is really trying to fix their game. And their latest patch is going to be opening one of the, I think there's three vaults, not including 76, that are like already in the game as places you can go to. They're just not open yet. So the next vault is going to be one of those, uh, the, the vault that they're going to open is going to be like a multi-person high-level raid. However, there's some additional features that are coming with this new DLC. Uh, some of them are like item upgrades. For example, you can buy basic repair kits. And all they do is that the, the durability of your items gets restored with them. They're kind of like the repair kits from uh, New Vegas or I think Fallout 3 had repair kits too. I think they actually had a repair. Anyways, that's not important. These repair kits, these items that I don't believe drop, they only can be picked up as in-game purchases. So and when I say in-game purchase, I mean like for real-world monies. Yeah. And the idea is this loot that you're going to be picking up is... You know, it has a point where if you don't have the option to repair it anymore, it's going to break. What I suspect will be happening is some of these exotic weapons aren't going to be repairable easily, but that's purely speculation. The The idea being if you want to use or benefit from DLC items, then definitely <laughs> better cough up some money, buddy. Well, so it does It does look like here, and, it, and I could be wrong, it says... Uh... We also felt we could try something out with these, both in-game and in the Atomic Shop. So it looks like you can get the repair kits within the game, but you can also buy them from the shop. Yeah, but that's the same logic that goes into, you can earn you can earn atoms in-game, but you can also buy them with real money. Or, it's, it's just or, Bethesda adding paid non-cosmetic DLC to... Keep I have a feeling we may have we may have talked about game. this earlier. What wasn't there a company that was doing this with another game uh we were talking about earlier? It's like some mobile game where you have to buy gems <laughs> to unlock chests. <laughs> I don't know what company that was. Uh was it like it was like Lethesta or or Bethesda, there we go. And mm. they made that wait a minute, they made both games. <laughs> It's like they're trying to screw people out of money both times. I still like Bethesda usually, uh, but I don't like the what they're doing with Fallout 76. They no. haven't made good games lately. They haven't. Uh, not really. Like Fallout 4 was okay, um, but it wasn't anywhere near as good as, as New Vegas or, or Fallout 2. I'd agree. Not, not to incite is... more elongated discussion. But, Please don't. Uh, no, bring it back. Some, someone, someone asked me uh, a couple days ago, do you think that no. uh, not not this like like obviously seventy six 
will not will not kill Bethesda. Do you think that if the next Elder Scrolls game or or Sky whatever the fuck it's called or space game Starfield Starfield. Do you think if Starfield and Elder Scrolls 6 are both bad that that will just be the end of Bethesda? Yes. I don't. However, I don't think so. it I won't. I don't think so. No. The problem with Bethesda is they're not playing single player games that allow them to do what they're strongest at, which is make good stories. Fallout 4 sucked because it wasn't good story. It was good gunplay with shit story. At the very best, the, the best of Fallout 4 is when you're wandering in the environment and the environment tells the story because that's what Bethesda's good at. Yeah. Focusing yeah. on online play and balance and how you could shill people out of every cent that they make, that's not Bethesda. That's probably, yeah. honestly, Zenimax putting their foot down and saying, we need to make more money off these people that's, putting the video. That's EA. Um, so let's, let, let's just end it here. Um, what was our, out? you said we have our outro this week and I don't know what you were meaning by that. Oh, it's you going. <laughs> oh, oh, that. Yeah, I thought we just do this for the outro. Perfect. Thank you guys. Thanks for that. So, uh, so play I have to go, guys, guys, We're I have to go watch wrestling. We'll be here next week, guys. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>